I'm Jeffrey Wright, Amherst class of 1987, and this is Amherst at 200, celebrating mind, heart, and community. We're back with four new episodes. You'll hear conversations I had with Bill Ford, Fede and Ale Sucre, Rebecca Siegel, and Roseanne Haggerty. Fede and Ale Sucre are twin brothers who graduated together in the class of 2013. Fede is a consultant at the Boston Consulting Group out of Washington, D.C., working with a wide variety of businesses. Ale is Vice President of Investment Banking at Citibank. Ale, Fede, and I spoke about finding community at Amherst and how leaders like soccer coach Justin Serpone and Professor Alan Stavins provide sources of lifelong community. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Federico, or Fede, um, class of 2013 from Amherst, and very excited to be here today. Hi, everyone. I'm Alejandro Sucre, also known as Ale, and uh, I'm also a class of 2013 graduate from Amherst. First, can each of you tell me what you're doing now? I know more or less, but it would be a good place to start. Where are you living? What are you doing? Ale, what would you say? I'm in Brooklyn Heights. I've uh, been living here now for just over three years with Molly, my wife. And um, I've been in Brooklyn, actually, for about seven years and eight years total in New York. Only survived one year in Manhattan and then had to find more space, just a different vibe. And, you know, Brooklyn had it all for me at, at the time and it continues to have it. So um, I moved to New York and worked for a startup for about a year and a half. But today I'm working at Citibank, uh, where I've been for almost seven years now. And I work in the financial sponsors team, which is a group that covers private equity firms, infrastructure funds, uh, special purpose acquisition companies, SPACs, and a few other clients that are under the broad category of financial sponsors. And Ale, aren't aren't you a vice president? That's right. Yeah, I'm a vice president. You're being you're being too humble. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, how you know? I guess it's typical corporate America, but it's, uh, you know, each level takes uh, a lot of work and a lot of time, a lot of persistence. But um, yeah, I started as an analyst, first year analyst in 2015, and then have sort of worked my way up over time, you know, to then become an associate, senior associate. And then now for the past year, I've been a vice president in the sponsors team. How about you, Fede? I'm currently working at Boston Consulting Group or, or BCG in Washington, D.C., I've been full-time at BCG for a little over a year as a consultant. Um, I had interned at BCG uh, the summer before I joined uh, in 2019. But just to take you back a little bit more, we graduated from Amherst in 2013. My first job out of Amherst was as a green dean in the admissions office. Uh, and I also volunteered as an assistant coach uh, since both Ale and I played soccer in, in the team at Amherst. After a year of doing that, I moved to DC and worked at a nonprofit uh, called the Inter-American Dialogue. And I was focused on doing education policy research and organizing events uh, with a focus on Latin America in the education space. Then I moved to Argentina for eight months and worked in the Ministry of Education of Buenos Aires in, and so got some local government experience there. And then I decided to pursue a dual MBA-MPA, so a dual master's degree. And I did my MBA at Stanford and my MPA at Harvard and completed that in 2020. 
and that then took me to to BCG, where where I've been for the past uh, year, a little over a year. And what kind of work do you do there, Fede? I started working mostly on what we call the social impact practice. So actually, my first client was a, was a university, a local university here in DC. I then did work for a global foundation, then did work for a local government in the Midwest. Part of the reason I wanted to do consulting was to try different things, try different industries. And so I wanted to move more into private sector. And so for the past eight months, almost nine months, I've been working at one of the big food service distributors in the US. So completely different from what I did at the beginning of, of my career as a consultant, uh, which I think is one of the great things about, uh, about consulting. It really allows you to test new things, explore new things. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of everything. An open curriculum. Exactly, exactly. So the open curriculum at Amherst, uh, I think, has served me well. Just you have to wear a lot of different hats and, and adapt very quickly when you work in consulting. So, so I think Amherst was a good training ground for that. Listen, let's go all the way back to how each of you and both of you got to Amherst. Like, tell tell us where you grew up. Uh, what drew you to the college, Ale? The story goes all the way back to our mother's belly. Of course, we're twins and, you know, we've been together ever since. We grew up in Caracas, Venezuela, and we are uh, two out of four uh, siblings. Fede and I in particular always had a passion for sports and also held ourselves to very high standards academically. And so when we were approaching our high school graduation back in Venezuela, we decided to apply to a few programs abroad, one of which was the United World Colleges. It's a two-year high school program that brings people together from all over the world. And you spend basically your last two years of high school um, learning and, and studying with people from you know all kinds of backgrounds, uh, experiences. And so I went to the United World College in Wales, UK, during that time in that international school, we got to really experience the world, travel, meet people from all over the world, but also realize that there was a real opportunity to potentially come to the United States for college. And our passion for sports carried along. We wanted to play soccer and we wanted to go to a good academic school. And I think the best combination of that was Amherst. You know, there was no better place for us to to find that. And Feta did the sort of the the job for us on coming to visit and met with Coach Serpone. I think it was in a in a cold uh, winter day. And I was far in Wales across the pond, but I, uh, you know, I really liked and enjoyed everything I heard from him. And ultimately, we decided to apply. We were able to join the varsity soccer team. And, uh, you know, that's how we ultimately ended up at Amherst. Of course, growing up in Venezuela, I had never heard, like we had never heard of Amherst College or any liberal arts college. Like it's a concept that is very foreign uh, and and very, I, I mean, it's common in the U.S. and and not even in everywhere in the U.S., right? So as Ali mentioned, we decided to apply to the United World Colleges. We both got in. He went to Wales. I went to New Mexico. But when I was in the U.S. Embassy in Caracas, in Venezuela, to get my visa to go to the United World College, there was this guy sitting across from me, and he happened to see my kind of my documents, and it said United World College in Montezuma, New Mexico. And then he asked me, hey, are, are you Federico? <clears throat> and I'm like... Yes, I am. So it turns out this this guy was Carlos Sabatino, 
who had just graduated from the United World College in New Mexico. He had heard my name. And so he, when he saw the papers, he, saw, he thought it was like a big coincidence that I was there uh, to get my visa to go to United World College. But what's even more impressive is that he was in the embassy to get his visa to go to Amherst. And he went to Amherst and he was two years ahead of us and, and basically graduated from Amherst in 2011. We graduated in 2013, but you know, our trajectory kind of followed similar paths. He was a political science and French double major, just like me. So that's the very first time that I heard, heard about Amherst. That is great Amherst story. I love it. Talk a little bit about what, um, coach Serpone and, and being part of the, soccer team did for you, meant to you, um, what what impact it continues to have on you if it does? Amherst soccer, when you ask the question, the first word that came to my mind is family. I really see it as a family. Um, as soon as we joined the team back in 20, 2009 as, as first years, that became kind of the brotherhood and, and and our best friends from school uh, and my best friends from school are, are were part of the soccer team we recently went to a wedding of one of our of one of our classmates it's it's it had a huge impact on kind of how how I think about the world also in terms of building community that's something that's always been a very you know very important to me in every place that I've been a part of and so that carries on for sure, that sense of, of family and brotherhood that we had at Amherst. Ale? I, I couldn't agree more with Fede. And I also think that specifically as it relates to Coach Serpone, I mean, he is responsible for having built that community and for creating this incredibly strong link between current students, alumni, and even alumni who weren't part of Amherst when you know, he wasn't the coach, right? Like guys who go back all the way to the 80s and 90s and they're very, very connected. And Coach Serpone is really kind of the a pioneer in, in sort of how to build that uh, that family and that level of, of community and trust that, that we all share. And, um, you know, we still keep in touch. He's been uh, a great mentor, a great friend, um, and overall a great coach for Amherst Soccer. Mm. He is amazing. And Ali, you actually are now married to an Amherst alum. That's right. Yeah. My wife, Molly, Molly Scott, you know, was our classmate at Amherst. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we started dating our uh, senior year, fall of senior year. And then, yeah, we've been together ever since. I, I, <laughs> I remember seeing the two of you play, which I loved, of course. But I also remember seeing you with Molly at various uh, events and just noticing uh, how much you seem to love each other. And we got engaged at Amherst, you know. I don't know that I ever shared that story with you, but we, uh, you know, we w when the time came, and of course, it was very one-sided, you know, in this case, you know, traditionally engagements are, you know, the man asks the woman, and I planned uh, the whole thing to go meet up with my younger brother who was uh, supposedly trying to help get a job in sports administration and have meetings set up with Coach Serpone, and, you know, that kind of happened on the side, but the real... Um, 
you know, opportunity or the the real uh, reason we were going back to Amherst again on a cold, uh, you know, winter day in March uh, was to go uh, try to plan everything so that I could be walking past Memorial Hill and, uh, you know, drop down on a knee and then propose to the love of my life. So, you know, that's kind of how how it happened. And uh, yeah, then we went out and celebrated in one of the bars in town. And actually my great uh, mentor and advisor, Professor Westhoff, was the one who also came and joined us for for a meal and a drink. And, you know, he popped a bottle of champagne and we had a great time uh, going back to Amherst for our engagement. It was five years after graduating. I love that. Now, talk, uh, both of you, talk a little bit about your academic experiences here and the faculty you got to know. Fede? I started my freshman year thinking that I may want to pursue economics uh, and political science um, and philosophy. Uh, and I was thinking about creating a major, uh, combining those things. And then I was also taking French classes. So I was very much uh, into the open curriculum and, and trying to take advantage of the opportunity to try different things. And then I would say sophomore, uh, towards the end of sophomore year, once you kind of have to make decisions and I still wanted to continue to explore. And so I didn't want to constrain myself to like three full academic areas. So I, I ended up deciding that I wanted to pursue, you know, political science and French. But then as I approached end of my junior year, I had taken a few classes in the Spanish department, particularly with Professor Stavins, Ilang Stavins, and I had worked with him uh, over the course of one summer. And I actually fell in love with poetry during my time at Amherst and particularly exploring Latin American poetry. And I realized that Venezuelan poetry was completely unknown. And so really the motivation for me to pursue Venezuelan poetry and my thesis on the intersection of politics and poetry in Venezuela happened because Professor Stavins had published a book maybe a year before on 20th century Latin American poetry, and he did not include any Venezuelan poets in there. So I called him out on that, and I started you know, reading about it and realized, you know, there are very good Venezuelan poets, but people just don't know them. And and that turned out to be my thesis, ultimately. And so I had Professor Stavins uh, as part of the, uh, as my main thesis advisor, but I also had Professor Corrales, who I also had worked with, and he kind of provided the political science perspective. So, I mean, overall, I think I took full advantage of the open curriculum, had a chance to explore uh, a lot of different areas. And it all culminated in, in, in a thesis that I was extremely passionate about. Uh, and, and I ended up creating an interdisciplinary major uh, to in order to write that thesis. Ale? Yeah, I would say my journey started more on the quantitative side. And um, I began taking a lot of math and econ classes, actually more heavily on the math side. And um, Fede made fun of me because I became really close with uh, Professor Danielle and Robert Benedetto, who uh, he, you know, over time started calling my godparents, right? Because they, you know, were very close to me. I knew their kids, you know, I would, uh, you know, interact with them beyond the classroom. And I think that's one of the things that makes Amherst so, such a special place from a, from an academic perspective, you know, having the opportunity to interact with faculty and really, you know, form and, and, and create these personal relationships that, that go beyond the classroom and that are special. And, uh, similar to Professor Westhoff, who was my, advisor on the economic side. And so I initially had the idea that I wanted to pursue those two. And then 
maybe by sophomore year, I sort of said, you know what, I'm starting to lean, lean more towards the social science side of things and began taking political science courses uh, by pure curiosity and just interest. And um, I took a couple of courses with Professor Corrales. I took a couple of special topics courses as well that were just uh, interesting. And, and one in particular was around just Latin American oil and, and energy resources with a visiting professor. And those really caught my eye. And then by the time I got to senior year, I was like, oh, you know, I can just take a couple more courses and I can double major between economics and political science. But if I were to highlight one course that was very, very special, was a special topics course that I designed really with Professor Stavins after having taken a Pablo Neruda class with him. Uh, I approached him uh, the following year and said, hey, what if we come together and create a, a course about the Latin American lit literature boom? Um, it was a period between maybe the mid-50s to the 80s with uh, very famous authors in Latin America. And he liked the idea, initially turned it down, and I kept trying and telling him, we have to do this. We have a core of four people who are really interested. And funny enough, one of them was was my wife, Molly. And at the time we weren't dating, but we, we took that course together and that brought us even closer together. Um, and our two good friends, Bailey Connor and Bernardo Rios, also joined us on that on that course. And uh, we would meet up um, at Reyes Coffee in town once a week for two hours and discuss a novel that was our basically our homework for the week. Read a full novel and then discuss it and then write uh, you know a midterm and a final term paper about it. So that was a highlight of my time at Amherst. We both mentioned Professor Stavins. He he had a really you know very impactful uh, or a lot of impact on, on our lives. But after I graduated from Amherst, I think Professor Stavins felt kind of that sense of guilt for not including any Venezuelan poets uh, on that anthology that he published. And then he and I, along with a professor, Margaret Russotto from from UMass, who is a Venezuelan um, poet and literary critic, the three of us actually got together and we we basically edited an anthology of Venezuelan poetry of the 20th century, the three of us. And we put it together. We even we, we had a signed contract with a publisher uh, to publish it. And this was like two years after I had already graduated from Amherst, end of 2014 to 2015. It ended up falling through with that publisher. But like two years ago, we there is an online magazine that reached out to Professor Stavins. Uh, he heard about this project and and they were interested in doing some work with Venezuelan poetry. And so about a year ago, it started being published. One poem or like one author by, by, by author every two weeks on the online magazines. And I think, I mean, you know, that's something that was definitely not planned. I, I thought I was going to be done with poetry by the time that I graduated, but that opportunity came and, and I'm doing stuff completely different from that in my professional life, but continue to have that um, kind of connection to Amherst and, and all everything that I did there um, through the academic side. Uh, and it, it's also been manifested, as we mentioned before, in other facets of life, like soccer and connection with the soccer team and all that. So you made quite a set of arrangements to propose to Molly at the top of Memorial Hill. I'm wondering, are there other parts of the campus or other experiences you had while you were here that stand out in your memories? 
Yeah, I mean, going back to the sort of the obvious ones, the memories of soccer have always been there. Um, and it's so funny to go back to getting together with teammates or Coach Strapone and then just remembering, you know, specific games or specific goals that someone scored. Um, those are definitely kind of up there. I also had, you know, really fun times when, when I stayed there for the summer, you know, like one thing that uh, Fede and I both did actually was stayed at Amherst during the summers after finishing the academic year. And then instead of going to do an internship in a different city or in a different country, we actually, or at least I actually stayed two years in a row at Amherst working with uh, professors doing research. So I have very fun memories of that. And, and one of those was working with Professor Sims in an environmental economics project that took me to Guadalajara, Mexico, for a training around, you know, how to ultimately record certain information with farmers in local towns in Mexico. And then my responsibility ultimately was to take that data back and really put it in the system and analyze it back on campus. So the summers were very uh, interesting experiences because you were outside of the the normal academic year. And, uh, you know, we we had the opportunity to be on campus with probably the best weather possible, even though I really love the fall as well. Fede? There are so many, so many wonderful places at Amherst, but I'm going to call out two. The first one is going to be Hitchcock Dormitory, because that's where Ali and I, during our, fir our first year, during our freshman year, we, that's where we started the Domino Club. And that's, it started as a very organic uh, kind of a group of friends getting together to play dominoes. And I think the reason it happened is because there were two guys who both of them are half Venezuelan and, and they were seniors at the moment in the soccer team. And so I don't know why or how it came up, but they they mentioned dominoes and how their families play dominoes. And Ali and I were like, we love dominoes. We play a lot in Venezuela back home. And so we started going every Friday night to Hitchcock to play dominoes with the seniors in the team. We eventually made it a formal club, like the Domino Club at Amherst, and taught professors and even you and and and, and you know other students how to play. And that was definitely very special for for, for us uh, during our time at Amherst. And I think the, the second one I'll mention is the admissions office. And, and that's because I spent a year working there uh, after I graduated. And, and it was a year of a lot of reflection uh, and uh, you know, it gave me the opportunity to really uh, digest the experience that I had been through for the past four years at Amherst as a student and also see things from a different perspective now as a member of, of the staff and contributing to Amherst. So I loved giving information sessions, for example, and telling students, pr prospective students and parents about my experience. And I actually, to this day, I, I keep in touch with one like Latino Colombian guy who he he came to visit with his parents and he was ultimately admitted to Amherst and I've kind of become a mentor to him. He's now applying to graduate schools and to business schools in particular. And I've been mentoring him kind of throughout his life. And and it's a, a part of the reason why, you know, those connections at Amherst are, are so important and so special. One thing I wanted to go back to on the academic side that I forgot to mention was taking advantage of the five colleges consortium and the opportunity to go and take a class off campus somewhere else. You know, it's an opportunity to learn from different faculty, maybe in a school with a different philosophy, it's an opportunity to meet other people. 
um, or to even bond relationships or form relationships with Amherst students who are taking those courses at another school. I only ended up taking one course at UMass, and it was the only five college class that I took. And I remember coming out of it and thinking, oh, maybe I should have done this a couple more times. But um, I think that it's a really unique opportunity. And funny enough, the class that I took ended up being money and banking. <laughs> and at Amherst, I never thought I was going to end up working at a bank, to be honest. Even though I was majoring in economics, it was not something that I was applying for. And next thing you know, I've been seven years at Citibank now in New York. But um, but yeah, it was a very interesting course. I actually ended up taking it with two freshmen from Amherst. And I would pick them up in my old school 1986 BMW that I bought from another student and we would go there you know once or twice a week for for that class and it was a very special experience you know you then go and have dinner at the UMass uh, you know dining hall and I wanted to highlight that as a, an experience of something that maybe you know I could have done a little bit more of talk a little bit about the kinds of intellectual skills that you learn at a place like Amherst and and how those help you in your work, regardless of, of what it is or what, what it has been since you've both done more than one thing already. Fede? I think the adaptability that I was able to gain at Amherst from taking classes in a lot of different uh, departments from, of course, political science, French, Spanish, which were my core like major. But then I took art history and theater and accounting at UMass and economics, math, philosophy, a bunch of different classes that I think for my the work that I do today, in which I spend a few months on a case and a project, and then I move to something completely different and then something else completely different. Uh, I think I feel very comfortable uh, starting from scratch, something completely new that I know nothing about. Uh, and I think that's a result of the, ex the academic experience that I had at Amherst. I think also, m more broadly, moving away from Venezuela at such a young age to New Mexico, then living in Amherst, then moving to D.C. and just like jumping around and uh, studying abroad in Paris and meeting people from, from different cultures. Uh, I, I do think those two things go hand in hand. And I think the experience at Amherst um, from an academic perspective, but also life perspective um, prepared me consciously or, or, or subconsciously to to tackle and, and, and to handle those 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 things. Yeah, I totally agree with Fede. And one thing that I would highlight too that goes maybe be definitely beyond the classroom and more about what Amherst represents and what's you know kind of meant for us in our lives is the fact that ultimately life ends up being a team sport, really, you know, and you have to rely on other people in order to get to where you want to get to, right? Or if you're unsure about your maybe career path, or if you want to pivot into a different career, different role, um, you know, you can always call someone from this community who is willing to get on the phone and give you some tips. Or if they're not the right person, they're going to be willing to then um, connect you with the right person. And for individuals like Fede and I who came to the United States with really no sort of network or, or real platform, um, you know, of a family or, or you know, we, we sort of came here as students, right? And then we had to um, kind of draw our, our path and, and live our journey kind of from, the, from zero. Then a lot of people have helped us along the way. And I think we try to, you know, 
pay that back uh, in any way we can when others reach out to us for, for guidance, for help, for advice. Well, listen, I have taken so much of your time. This is so fun. Uh, you all are just so wonderful. I miss you. I, every time I go to a soccer or a match, I, I think of the two of you playing, but also walking back after you greet the other team and walk back as a team to the sidelines. Just, um, just how incredible the two of you are. Thank you, Biddy. And we'll miss you at Amherst. You know? Well, I will miss you. And, and uh, stay in touch. Keep doing what you're doing for these young ones. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeffrey Wright. Amherst class of 1987, and this is Amherst at 200, celebrating mind, heart, and community. A production of Amherst College in association with Cadence 13, narrated by me, Jeffrey Wright. Executive produced by Biddy Martin, Ian Mont, and Rebecca Kennedy. Produced by Catherine Duke, Bet Schumacher, and Sandy Janelius. Written, directed, edited, and mastered by Ian Mont. Technical and equipment support by Sean Cherry. Creative consultation by Catherine Duke, Carly Nardowitz, Connolly Stokes-Buckles, and Molly Whalen. Music from Source Audio and Extreme Music. Archival support from Michael Kelly.